Welcome to a captivating episode of Roaming West River. In this installment, we take you on a riveting journey through the storied streets of Deadwood, South Dakota. Unravel the rich history of this legendary Wild West town known for its infamous characters, gold rush tales, and the lawless allure of the 19th century frontier. Join us as we delve into the hidden secrets and untold stories that shaped Deadwood into the iconic place it is today. Get ready for an unforgettable exploration of this of the get ready for an unforgettable exploration of the past on this week's episode. I'm Miranda and I'm Jeff. All right, so what's been going on with you lately? I haven't really seen you much, so um, I've had a few days off, so Angus and I are getting a lot of steps in. Well, I am. He, it's, it's gotten really quite warm, so we go until his tongue is really hanging out, and then I put him back in the kennel with his water and the shade, and then I do my steps and finish that up. I had a really nice tour on Tuesday, I believe, a family of five from uh, Florida, and we had a lot. Nice. Uh, it was a Jeep safari, so it was Iron Mountain Road and Needles and Bison, although the Bison were a little difficult to find that day. Uh, we had a great day, so that was fun. Awesome. How about I, you? Yeah, I had a couple um, from Memphis, and so it was really great getting to talk to them about some Tennessee stuff, and um, then an, uh, another couple of people from Texas, and they were pretty awesome as well. We talked a lot about music and concerts and when we were eating lunch together, so that was really awesome. Um, but the most exciting thing that's happened to me this week is I went to the dentist. (laughs) Everyone that knows me knows I hate going to the dentist. I even had one of my friends from high school was my dentist when I lived in Tennessee and we had this love-hate relationship. I just, I hate going to the dentist. So, and this time when I went, I had to get fillings. So that was the other thing that was not, and it was an eight o'clock in the morning appointment. It was not, I'm never happy when I'm there. So of course, you know how dentists and their, uh, assistants are there they always try to talk to you when their fingers are in your mouth and you can't really say anything but anyway I had asked them if um how long this the anesthetic was gonna last because I had an interview to do and um I didn't want my mouth to be that my of course my feelings were on each side of my mouth at two so I was thinking my whole mouth is gonna be numb for most well, of the day yeah, balance things out <laughs> right so I asked him that and then so he He's like, oh, not long. It's fast acting, whatever. So he leaves and he comes back and he says, well, what kind of interviews do you have? Because he knows I'm a teacher. And I said, oh, well, I have this podcast. And so I start telling him about the podcast. And he was super interested and made me promise not to say anything bad about him <laughs> on the podcast. Um, but yeah, he gave me a contact for somebody that he knows that would probably really love being on our show. So um, yeah, that was pretty fun. He's He was going to do some camping this this weekend and um there's so much that i don't understand about camping in those and like the national forest and things there are some regulations but it's pretty much it's pretty open so that might also be another thing that we could uh delve into in the future is just like what are the ins and outs of camping in the black hills national forest so but yeah anyway it was great after the the numbing wore off and my mouth was fine i was i was fine but yeah that was the most exciting part of my day the other day so anyway what do you have for us today? Well, Besides Deadwood, we know we're going to Deadwood. How yeah, are we getting there? Yeah, our, our early podcast, we spent time what we call the Southern Hills. That's Rushmore, Crazy Horse, and the park, or Custer State Park. And then we've spent at least two episodes, Badlands plus Wall Drug, which was a lot of fun. We're going to go the third direction now, which we call the Northern Hills. So real simple, we're going to get on I-90, which goes right through Rapid City. We're going to go west. So if you get on, a, let's say, exit 58, 
we're going to go up to Spearfish, exit 14. So it's not that far. Spearfish is a small town of maybe 10,000. There's a nice little college there, Black Hills State University. It's a fairly famous artist there, Dick Termis. I don't know, are you familiar with Termis Fairs? I am not. So you've been to the airport, have you seen those big balls that are painted and they, they spin around? I think so, yeah. So he's the artist who has done those. So um, seen him way back when I was teaching, he would come and talk to our school sometimes. Um, but the other thing, if you if you go to Spearfish and you've got children, or, or you've got a real fishing enthusiast, there is the historic D.C. Booth Fish Hatchery. So we talked about the president and the fly fishing back in 27. This is a really pretty cool place. It's kind of self-guided. It's got the great big giant rainbow brown trout. It's got a stairs goes down. You look through the big glass window, the kids can see the trout. You can pay a buck or five bucks and get the fish food and feed the trout. And it has the history of how the trout got to the Black Hills because they are not native here. And then what we really want to get to is Spearfish Canyon, which is a scenic byway. Um, Spearfish Canyon is such a contrast from the Badlands. You've got the Badlands, this vast open spaces, very dry. Um, vegetation is generally fairly sparse. Now we go into this place and it's got these ice cold trout streams and at least three different waterfalls and hiking trails, huge cliffs of sandstone and limestone. The, the Spearfish Canyon is actually older than the Grand Canyon and I have to tell people, no, they don't look anything alike, but it's about 20 miles long and I like to come from Spearfish and go up. As you're going up, I think you see it better going uphill. And then there's stops along the way. Sometimes you'll see a mountain goat or a deer or something like that. It's just a really beautiful drive. Um, it's gorgeous in the fall too. It is. So. It is a lot of aspen trees, ponderosa pines, uh, spruce. Um, so lots of stops with gin clear cold streams. Um, I mentioned the, the three falls. So um, you, you sometimes would like to throw in that movie trivia. Mm -hmm. So the movie Dances with Wolves the ending of the movie, the scene where they're in the canyon and the snow and the soldiers are moving in, that is filmed in a side canyon, a Spearfish Canyon, near just past Rough Rock Falls. Oh, so okay. later today when our guests join us, one of them was in the movie as an extra, so oh. you'll have to pick out who that, that is. Um, and then at Rough Rock Falls, so you're going up there, you, you probably want to turn and go up there. It's a gravel road about a mile up, there's a parking spot, great place for a picnic, we often do that on our tours. That's Rufflock Falls with a white uh, hiking path, and you can hike down there and see the falls. It's very it, easy to, don't you think? Well, for it's me, it's flat. But but I mean, I just tell people. Well, I mean, at the it, the viewing, there's several that are above the falls. Okay. And right now. Oh, here's our guest. All right, so we're, we're traveling up through Spearfish Canyon and we get to Rufflock Falls. There's a resort there, there's a latch string restaurant. You can't miss it. There's a big ATV rental place there and in the winter those are snowmobiles and they use the Rufflock Falls Road, whatever that's called, as a trail for the snowmobiles. So here's your movie trivia. All right. I said we have three guests here. This is Julie and Joe and Charlie and okay. they're gonna be helping us a little bit later. Which one of these was an extra in the movie Dances with Wolves, where a scene was filmed in this place that we're talking about? I don't know, because what? they all seem like they could be great actors and actresses, so I'm not sure. Oh, take a guess. 
I'm going to say Charlie just because Julie's yeah. giving me some hints. Very, very good guess. Yeah. So, so to our listeners out there, if you remember the end of Dances with Wolves and they're in a very scenic area with snow on the ground and wind in his hair is saying, can't you see you are my friend? That is in Rough Luck Falls area, very near where we're talking about. There's a gorgeous waterfall there, great place for a picnic. We're heading back, come out of that canyon now. We're heading up Spearfish Canyon until we hit Cheyenne Crossing. We're going to turn left. You'll see the road takes you to the town of Lead. Some people ask, is it lead or lead? It's lead. So we're going to go up to the town of Lead. Sure, go ahead. I'm sorry, but you failed to mention the carrot cake. At Cheyenne I was just about to say their food's great. It's like the best in the world, <laughs> and they also have uh, Indian tacos there. Okay, just thought I'd throw in the food. Their food, so. I I was fortunate enough to get to eat there a couple of weeks ago with my in-laws after church one Sunday morning, and we ate, we had breakfast, but I want to go back for dinner because I've heard exactly what you're saying. <laughs> the carrot cake sells out by about 11.30 or 12. So just mentioning. Cake for so, breakfast. <laughs> so there is a restaurant there, apparently. And I've actually eaten there, and it's been good. So it's called Cheyenne Crossing. Don't turn to the right. You'll head the wrong way. Turn to the left, up to the town of Lead. You will go past, you'll see Terry Peak, which is our winter ski resort. And what we're going to head to is the town of Lead. is the Sanford Open Cut Visitor Center. This, this I think, is a must-stop. 20 minutes, half hour, hour, whatever. But it's great information about the old mining days. There's a deck there where you can look into the open cut that was once a mountain, but when they removed 48 million tons of ore to extract the gold, it's a big hole in the ground now. And when the mine shut down, anybody got a year when the mine shut down? 2000 or so. Thank you, Joe. Besides the open cut, there's a couple of mine shafts that go down to the 8,000 foot distance. And there are experiments there for dark matter and neutrinos. And I taught fourth grade, so I know how to say neutrinos. But that's about it. And uh, the experiments are there, and I I believe they're connected to the Fermilab in Chicago and a lot of experiments. So there's a lot of information about that, what's going on there today, but also great pictures in there of the old mining days. There's a great picture up there of the Custer Expedition when it came through in 1874. And then when you're done there, we're going to head on downhill to the town of Deadwood. And, uh, oh, I forgot, uh, Ray Davis won a Nobel Prize for his experiments on uh, neutrinos. Um, and Googled him earlier today, and he has, he's left us now. But um, So a lot of scientific things here. So then um, we're going to head. All right, so Miranda, we're going to head down to Deadwood from the town of Lead. I want to introduce Charlie, who works for a tour company and former education fellow. And we've got Julie over here, also in education, also a tour guide. And Joe, uh, everybody remember Joe from our Crazy Horse episode. So three other guides here today to call on their expertise. So we're going to start with Charlie and give us a little history of how did Deadwood come to be back in 1876. All right. Well, uh, Deadwood is all about the gold. Uh, The Black Hills being an ancient mountain range that's gone through millions of years uh, had basically been forced up through the uh, continental drift as the Pacific Plate drove under the North American Plate and pushed up ancient granite that was deep underground. As the granite came up, it brought gold. Everybody knows and gets that flutter in their heart when they see a certain amount of gold. And and, uh, 
the people that, that came in, they came early. They came at a time when the land had been set aside for the Lakota peoples through the Treaty of Fort Laramie. So the first inhabitants in that area, uh, in what we call Deadwood, uh, were illegally there on uh, land that was set aside for uh, the Lakota. Uh, when Custer came through uh, and basically uh, proved some of the rumors that there was gold in them hills, it opened up the floodgates. Uh, if you go back and you look at how do we get that gold, they did a process called placer mining. Basically, they dug down through the dirt and gravel down to the bedrock, and then they sifted through that to find gold. That's where you get your nuggets, your, your gold dust, or your flakes. Now, as you go upstream, eventually you get to what is called a lead. Now, being from South Dakota, we're real original about how we name our towns. <laughs> you look at a valley and you see all this dead wood. Oh, dead wood. You follow the gold specks up until you find that seam in the granite where the quartz and the gold are breaking out of it. You call that a lead. You follow it back into a mountain, and pretty soon the mountain is gone. You've got a big hole in the ground like we've got at lead. Now, Deadwood was all about the placer mining, and with that came gold, but people who were trying to figure out how to take the gold away from the miners. Not all of it was very pleasant. People were shot. People died in the middle of the night. Uh, there was a system of marking out claims, even though legally they weren't supposed to be there. One of the ways when the uh, men would come in with their gold dust, it would be weighed and they would get a certain amount of money for it. Uh, some of the uh, assessors would have beards and in their beards would be a certain amount of lard. As they're handling the gold and weighing it out on the scale, a certain amount of gold dust would come onto their fingers and then get put into their beard. There are some people who made a very good living raking gold off of the top of the miners that were there. The other things that were there, the saloons, the brothels, everything that you could think of as a way to take that gold away. To highlight the fact that this was an illegal community, we go back to one of our popular figures from the Old West, Wild Bill Hickok. Wild Bill had come up with a wagon train. He pretty much led the wagon train up, and uh, uh, he was basically supporting himself through gambling. Uh, one night, he pretty much schooled a young man named Jack McCall on the game of poker, and the man was very upset. He'd left. Wild Bill had to run an errand, had come back and had seated himself, as was not his habit, with the back to the door because the people he was playing cards with didn't want to move. He wanted to get back in the game. He was back in the game. Jack McCall walked in, still angry, shot him in the back of the head, killed him. And you can see where that happened, right? Yes, there's a place up there. There's a plaque. It says on August 2nd. 1876, Jack McCall killed Wild Bill Hickok right here in this building that, well, since had burnt down. But it's there's a building there on that location. Uh, old I, saloon I number ten. A, well, I had just to say. So when you when you go through Deadwood, the sign is on the street. It says Wild Bill shot on this date here. The name of that bar today is called the Wild Bill Bar. And I used to laugh because a few years ago, the Attorney General was Bill Barr. 
And I'd say, folks, I'll meet you right here. I'm going to drop you up, and I'll pick it. Wild Bill Barr. And I'd make myself laugh, and they'd look at me like, yeah, he's, What he's are you talking so, about? like Charlie said, the number 10 was there at the time. It burned down. It's rebuilt up the street. So tell us a little bit about the number 10 today. If they went well, in. you've got an old-style number 10 bar, and you've got an old old style number 10 bar so there's three bars that are all playing on um, the Wild Bill uh, legend Uh, getting back to the legend he had been picked up there's a wonderful group of gentlemen that come in and they reenact the shooting they reenact the trial Um, and the funny part is is that Jack McCall uh, in his trial of this group of minors said well I shot Wild Bill because he killed my brother down in Abilene he didn't have a brother down in Abilene. And uh, the miners looked at each other and said, okay. Uh, later, Jack McCall was bragging about this act down in Denver where a U.S. Marshal hears the story, his confession, confession takes and arrests him, takes him to the Capitol in Yankton where after about an hour-long trial, he's hung. So that's kind of what I get going so, with so the... How, uh, how does Double Jeopardy play in there? So, because they, they tried and they he was acquitted. How could they try him again? Well, and here's the thing. There were no laws or legal system in Deadwood. It's an illegal community. There are no judges. There are no sheriffs. There is no law because it's Indian territory by treaty. The United States laws are not being enforced. So the territory said that wasn't a legal trial. Correct. And then so he was hung, a Jack. I mean, it was pretty much arrested, next month trial, next month he's in the ground. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Anybody else we want to talk to from the old Deadwood days? Well, just uh, one note on Wild Bill, who was buried in Mount Moriah Cemetery. And, you know, he'd only been in Deadwood how long? Three months. Like... Two, two, two months, months something months, like that. I mean, it wasn't like he was an old-timer, even by the short time that most people had been there. But anyway, he was buried uh, up in Mount Moriah Cemetery. And um, next to him, if you go visit that, you would his grave, you would see next to him is Calamity Jane. And Calamity Jane is another famous name. She was um, an interesting character, wore men's clothing, pretty much. She was a sharpshooter. She was a pioneer woman. Uh, she helped the poor and the needy uh, and also was, by some accounts, a prostitute or, I mean, she, she was like, she did it all. She was just around every bush. And so she uh, made it a um, kind of a story that uh, she and Wild Bill were in love. Now, Wild Bill had a wife. Um, she wasn't there, but had a wife that he was writing to the day before he was shot. So you kind of wonder how much he's really messing around with this strange pioneer woman. But anyway, she made a big story about it and claimed that she wanted to be buried next to Wild Bill, which happened. So they're buried together as if they were an item, but there's a lot of dispute as to whether they really were an item or not. So there's one character. It does say that, right? Doesn't it say, when I die, bury me beside Wild Bill? That was a request. She had that. was her last request. Isn't it engraved like somewhere on a plaque or something at Mount Moriah? It says that. It says that. Which I think, to me, I just I think that's so cool too because. But um, to add what you said there, so 1878, there was a smallpox epidemic, and Mm -hmm. she played a nurse, and she was very much beloved by a lot of people for her tender heart. Yes. Even though these wild stories of 
you know, the, the... But she had a lot of claims that just sort of right. came out, so you're not sure whether she, and you know, was he, a professional liar at the same time. Well, and so. he died in, in 76, Bill, and then I've never found a whole lot of evidence he had much to do with her mm-hmm. romance. No, and The movies play that up and so on, but... Also, then she was pretty famous. Went back to New York, the dime store novels, and mm-hmm. yep. and um, I, what nineteen oh three or so. Nineteen oh three, she died. For, yeah, you know, a hard life. She had a hard life. Uh, anybody want to just a oh, key off of one thing? Um, if you happen to be at Mount Moriah Cemetery, um, there is a Jewish section there. Uh, there's also a section that had um, the Chinese community burials, which actually most of them were repatriated to China. Um, at their own request, but um, just the Jewish community, uh, as you're walking around old-timey Deadwood and you're looking along Main Street, if you look up and look at the, what do they call that, a header? (laughs) Facade of the buildings, Mm -hmm. at the top there are many Jewish names because they were very involved in the early, early days in commerce. And so you have, uh, if you look at Jacob's Gallery above, it says Goldberg, and that was a grocery store, and you could go inside there and still see the um, the meat locker uh, from the olden times. And they've done a wonderful job, actually, of preserving that building from uh, the old days as a grocery store. But the saloon tin that has the wood on it on the, I don't know which side of the street it's on, the one with the wa- wagon wheel yeah. on it, uh, that saloon tin, if you look above that, it says Levinson another Jewish uh, jeweler that was there in that building. So you can look and see some of the history of many of the businesses, not all, but many of the business had uh, Jewish businessmen that were very involved in building the community early on. The Franklin Hotel, he was a Jewish immigrant um, and who actually built the Adams House, which should be called the Franklin House since he built it. But... um, some of the buildings that you would see in architecture around will remind you of these vibrant communities that existed. They no longer exist in the same way. The Chinese community uh, totally left uh, down in Lower Main Street, but um, the Jewish community eventually was gone as well. But uh, they helped build vibrant communities and were actually good, um, wonderful influences on the community not everyone was a prostitute or shooting someone in the back in a saloon. Uh, there's a lot of other stories that could be told about Deadwood in the early days. Yeah. Just with oh, I'm sorry. Just within the last ten years, we we had a mystery in Deadwood. The uh, original cemetery had lied down in the lower part of the valley. Uh, it wasn't on Mount Moriah. But pretty soon they started realizing oh, we're running out of space, so they disinterred everybody and they moved him up to Mount Moriah. Well, they didn't get everybody and and here a few years back a retaining wall fell out and they found a body. The state of South Dakota kind of turned it into a CSI with South Dakota Public Broadcasting and they went through all of these different uh, CSI testings, uh, the DNA testing and they, they tested the teeth and they looked at the dental and they tried to figure out who is this person? Well, they put a lot of effort into it, and they kind of said, well, we, we're not sure. But we know <laughs> he's of Scottish descent. Surprise. And, uh, somebody of wealth, too, because it, the dental exactly. somebody of it, it, they, with no money that person, but almost everybody that had, had money in Deadwood in the early days, if you well, think about it. Right. 
Yeah, um, there was but, a lot of But it was, it was just fascinating. They made a, a, a South Dakota Public Broadcasting, a, a whole we're going to figure this out thing, and, and it got down to, well, we didn't quite figure it out, but this is this is what we know. Scottish descent, pretty sure it was a wealthy person, and they died in Deadwood. You know, so it's interesting. It, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was, I was at a hotel waiting for my guests, and there was a fellow sitting there, we're talking, what do you do, what do you do? And he says, well, I'm a forensic dentist. And I said, oh... You know, I knew what the two words meant. I said, so what are you doing? He goes, well, they found this body up there, exactly what you're talking about, Charlie. So I talked to the guy, and he said, oh, yeah, they're going to do this and that. And I never, I made a note to try and find that, but I never heard the episode. They, they never found out for sure. Well, in the very early days of Deadwood, too, because it was Deadwood Gulch. It's at the mm-hmm. bottom of the hills mm-hmm. there. Now, sometimes, you know, the... It, Sometimes the bodies got thrown in with the pigs, and sometimes the bodies were shallow graves, and if it rained heavily, sometimes the bodies would wash up. So it was another reason, like, move it up the hill there. So. Oh, yeah, and one of the things they did when they disinterred Wild Bill and moved him up the hill, they found that his casket had leaked, water had got in, his body had mineralized, and they estimate that he now weighs about 600 pounds. <laughs> I've heard that, yeah. Hmm. Wow. Well, let's transition from the early nasty days. And so they had a big fire uh, where the town burned down, and then they rebuilt with a lot more brick, more permanent, and so on. So let's talk about Deadwood today, perhaps. What, uh, Can I ask a question? There's something that I'm curious about. So I have heard um, the, the level of the road today is mm-hmm. not where it was. Right. Can you elaborate on that? Just Because I'm, I'm just very, I don't know. I don't I, I, I'd heard it's because of mud and things like that kind of building up. Is that true? Or Yeah, well, Lead and Deadwood. Um, basically, the mining undercut the bedrock as they went hard rock mining. So as, as they were undercutting the city of Lead, everything was starting to settle. Okay. So as you're removing all of that material... You know, you're, you've got bracing, you've got timbers and things like that, but eventually that's going to rot. Start, you're taking out your support underneath. You can, as you're walking around Main Street in Deadwood, wow, I've got something in my eye, sorry. <laughs> um, you can see, uh, for instance, on the Franklin Hotel or anything, you'll, you'll see at street level, um, right on the side, there's a lot of uh, downward stairs that go into lower floors. And the floor, the... Uh, street was built up um, and so it's much higher the street than it once was which is why you end up with um, having the uh, excavations of the Chinese community and opium dens and so forth it was all way below level of the grade now how that occurred I'm not exactly sure sorry no that's okay I'm just curious I had heard it was because there was so much horse manure and dirt and things like that that it just kind of built the road up over time but you know, you hear all kinds of things, just like the man you were talking about that they found in the wall. I had heard that he was robbed and shoved in a wall to conceal his death. And so I didn't, I mean, you, you hear all kinds of things when you're down there in Deadwood. Well, <laughs> like Miranda, she's always looking for the conspiracy. So. <laughs> right. And you know what I just noticed? We had talked about dentists and dentistry a lot. We actually, you know, we started talking about my dentist. I'm just glad he's not a forensic dentist. Yes. Okay, let's move forward to present day. So 1988, the state of South Dakota decided to see if we wanted to allow gaming or gambling in the town of Denver. And that did pass. So today, uh, what sort of gaming things do we find in Deadwood? 
We've got... Uh, well, my husband loves roulette. I know that's there, so... <laughs> he just likes saying the French word. He likes... They, so him and a bunch of guys get together, and they just call off different athletes' jersey numbers. <laughs> that's how they pick their numbers. Uh, it's funny, because they're like 40-something-year-old men, and they are, they're acting like 14-year-olds. Yeah, and now that sports Surprise. betting is there, <laughs> um, you can do sports betting in Deadwood, the roulette wheels, blackjack, poker... Um, pretty much all of the old yeah. standards are there. So the main street of Deadwood today are many casinos and then many restaurants. However, adults, if you're driving with your children, you know, they do have the shootout there. A couple, not on Sundays. It is no longer on Sundays. So what times are the shootouts, guys? 2, 4, and 6. 2, 4, and 6. So Monday through Saturday? And they do yeah. them now all at Outlaw Square, I believe which is across okay. from the Franklin. Franklin, up right in front of the Franklin. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so that's something to see. Um, but, you know, gaming, I think, is only for 21 and older, so keep that in mind if you're traveling with children. And then, what? It, so, Joe, you, what else do you take people up? you take them up to see the bodies? We usually go up to uh, Mount Moriah, which people can uh, walk up through Mount Moriah, see the different sections, of course, the biggest appeal would probably be to see the burial site of uh, Wild Bill and right beside him, Calamity Jane, and a few other noted folks, uh, Potato Creek Johnny, who everybody loved. And he's right next to those two. Mm -hmm. He's right there. And as far as I can tell, probably the most important thing he ever did in life was find a seven and two-thirds ounce gold nugget in and you can guess this, Potato Creek. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have a display well, at the Adams Museum of that, uh, it's a replica, of course, of that gold nugget. Yep. And the Adams Museum is actually kind of a very interesting place to go as well. Exactly. If you're up there and you've got something you want to do with the kids, there's some really good activities for them in the Adams Museum. They can go down, they can excavate a dinosaur fossil in the basement, they can go up and do a wagon train upstairs, and then they can just enjoy some of the uh, uh, historic uh, facts that you can pick up there. They've even got a stuffed golden eagle there that... Uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I went, the day that we went to Cheyenne Crossing, we stepped in there, and I loved the coyote that they tra the man trained. I can't remember his name, but that is such a, just a sweet story. In Galena? Yeah, mm -hmm. yes. Um, and so that, I think the coyote is there as well, or maybe there was just a story about it. But then downstairs, that's, there's the topography, interactive topography uh, map where you can change the sand and see how the landscape changes so there's a little bit for kids to do in there but there's not a lot in Deadwood so if you're, no. this is your bucket list location you might want to leave the kids at home for this one. In the summer they do have the Days of 76 rodeo ground so they do quite a few yeah. rodeos there which it gets pretty crowded I mean it's in a gulch and parking is an issue there for me I don't like crowds so but so the rodeos there's also the Days of 76 museum there that is pretty good huge parade on the days of 76 Absolutely. that's wonderful to see right. right down Main Street over over 300 old wagons from yeah. the 1880s 1870s beer wagons three hearses pick the one you like it's best. a lot of vehicles but it is interesting and colorful okay they have a lot of concerts 
concerts down there too. All the time. Yeah. We do, and when you're doing a tour, sometimes that's problematic. If you tell people, oh, I'm going to drop you off at the number 10 saloon, and you go, wow, Main Street's blocked off for the concert, and you can't yeah. get them there. So do some checking ahead of time. With, um, right. They have Wild Bill Days and Days of 76. Something so. every weekend. They have Oktoberfest. They have yes, the it's every weekend. There's yes. something going on. So just kind of be on the website and be looking at what's happening in Deadwood. Do you all have a favorite saloon? I always like to know what everyone's favorite is. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the Midnight Star. Okay. Just the connection with the Dances with Wolves, Kevin Costner. Thing. Okay. And one of the right. questions I have, and I think it's now, so I think it's the stuff. Gold Dust, but I can't even tell you. Um, but one of them has these, um, they look like Chihuly glass um, yes. chandeliers, but yes. I don't know if they are or not. The owners of the place told me that they, the previous owners had paid a lot of money for them. So I'm thinking that maybe they are Chihuly glass, yeah. but I'm not sure. But that's is, one of my ongoing Legends, quests. Legends restaurants like downstairs from there? Yeah. Or upstairs? No, Maybe. Legends is downstairs in the Franklin. Okay, so yes, there's the upstairs. I can't remember the name. But it's a yes. casino that's more yes. past the bank there I on the same there. side as the Franklin. Yes. Upstairs. Yes, you're right. It they is have upstairs. orange, orange chandeliers yes. made of glass. Very pretty. It's very nice. Also, the one character we have to mention is Seth Bullock because the transition from the lawless wild town, Seth was like the first lawman chef, and he's pretty good. And another character, which he's not famous for this area, but Wyatt Earp was in this area. And Wyatt Earp offered help to Seth. Wyatt was selling wood, and, and Seth said, nah, you don't need you. So, and then, of course, the Sundance Kid, people often ask me, what well, because there's, there's a place somewhere in Denver where it says Butch and Sundance. So as far as we know, Butch was never here. Sundance Kid was in jail here for a while, but he's legend for escaping was also there so a couple other characters so what we're going to do now is well i did want to I, I wanted to say this it is the deadwood social club just in case anybody wants to check out that those sculptures because mm -hmm. i think they are legit well yeah some, somebody <laughs> go go figure that one yeah, out that's your assignment that yeah. i i love uh the saloon number 10 that is my favorite cause i like have, the sawdust on the floor yes and dogs are allowed in there. And they have a big <laughs> exactly. dog. And, and they have a lovely old, old-timey bar. Yes, um, oh, yeah. And then on the other side of that bar, you can go around into like kind of like another building that's all connected, is a beautiful, huge carved bar from Ireland oh. brought over piece by piece. It's gorgeous. It's on the other side. It, you can just walk around them. So I there's two bars back to back. Yeah. Shouldn't yeah. say that. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's from another okay. podcast. Oh, so uh, I don't know what you, you guys do this, but when you when you drop your people off in Deadwood and you say you got to go into the number ten, and then you tell them you got to turn around and look above look the door for the death chair. Yes, yes. the death yeah. chair. Okay. So, no one mentioned the hand. Go ahead. Aces and eights. Oh, yeah. That he was holding his very famous hand that you see a lot of little drawings everywhere. Right. The hand that he was holding when he was shot. Aces and eights. Aces and eights, yeah. but called Dead Man's Hand. Right. So your kids should know that you if you it, have your kids You there. see it everywhere. I, I was in Custer, and there was I walked into a store, um, and there was a stuffed raccoon holding you know, a set of cards, and that's what he had in his hand. So. But we all know yeah. raccoons steal everything, so <laughs> right. yeah, it fits. But when you pick up your people, then do you ask them if they found the chair? And, oh, yeah, we found it. So... 
I just told you the town burned down several times. Right. Who keeps saving the chair? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I read somewhere that he was sitting on a pickle barrel. So yeah. Just saying. So let's wrap this one up, and then we're gonna we're gonna leave Deadwood and head down Boulder Canyon and head into Sturgis next. But okay. let's do a different. You know episode. what else I just realized too? Um, this is the second episode in a row where we've had a celebrity on the show with us. There you go. Now we got Charlie. Oh yeah. And and Paul. He was in um, Nomadland. Right. So these two episodes are gonna propel oh. this show into like fame. We're gonna be famous, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you can have the writer's strike. Right <laughs> okay. There's a, there's a vacuum, so you're filling yeah, in the vacuum. So, and we're not part of that union, so. All right. As we ride into the sunset, the team at Roaming West River wants to extend our heartfelt gratitude to all of our incredible listeners for your unwavering support and for showering us with awesome ratings and reviews. Your enthusiasm keeps us inspired and motivated to bring you the best stories from the Wild West. A special thanks to our guests, Charlie, Joe, and Julie, for sharing their profound knowledge of Deadwood, South Dakota, and painting a vivid picture of its captivating history. As the end of summer approaches, we're thrilled to announce that there are exciting new episodes on the horizon, promising more thrilling tales from the untamed frontiers. So saddle up and stay tuned for more adventures as we continue to uncover the hidden gems of the West. Until next time, happy trails and roam on, friends. Roman! Well done!